0: Hi, and welcome to Your Selling Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Kirk, AKA Your Selling Guide. In 2017, I quit a steady corporate desk job to travel the U.S. in an RV. Along the way, I started selling on Amazon, grew multiple successful businesses, and wound up back to my roots as a small town girl. Today, I'm still doing what I love, selling on Amazon, and helping other sellers start and grow their own online businesses. Each week on Your Selling Podcast, we will cover different aspects of selling online and highlight other sellers just like you and I. From part-time sellers creating extra income on the side to full-time sellers growing million dollar businesses. Think of this as a sit down with your Amazon bestie where we can learn and grow our online businesses together. Welcome to Your Selling Podcast. Welcome back we are continuing our january series of income tax and just the business side of amazon selling so this part is like kind of sort of related to income tax but mostly just that amazon business side that is really not the fun side but that we have to take care of if you're watching this on youtube or on spotify you can see that i'm in my new office and we're gonna hope the editing does really good at the echo and i've got like i'm trying out different backgrounds so i'm currently sitting in front of my curtain background, we'll call it. And we're gonna see how these backgrounds do. I do have a couple of announcements of upcoming things in the YSG community. So in February, I am holding a February coaching group. It's limited to just 50 sellers and it is going to have weekly calls. So every Wednesday in February, we're going to have a weekly hangout call on Zoom with the 50 members or whoever can make it that week. And we're going to chat about different things around Amazon business. So whatever your goals are for the year, if you're new to selling and you just need that extra help, this coaching group might be for you. So check it out at yoursellingguide.com and you can see if you want to join the February coaching group. We also have upcoming, the Dallas meetup. Those tickets are gonna be on sale very soon for the early bird price. And then it'll go up in the middle of February, probably once we get all the details finalized. So the early bird is the price when we're like still finalizing everything. Once everything's finalized, we'll have the official tickets. But if you wanna save and do the early bird, definitely check that out at yoursellingguide.com meetup. The meetup is April 13th. It's a Saturday in Dallas. All right. So jumping in, you probably already know this, but just in case you don't, I'm going to cover it anyways. All of the expenses that your business incurs, whether you are a sole proprietor, just doing this on the side as a hobby, or if you are an LLC or whatever, all of the expenses your Amazon business incurs are tax deductions. So you want to make sure you're tracking them. So that means everything, that could be your home office, that could be a new chair you bought, it could be the beginner course if you're getting started and you want the beginner FBA training. All of those things that you are purchasing for your business, whether it's to learn or to help you, a tool, software, supply, whatever, all of those are tax deductions. If you join the BOLO group, that is a tax write-off. So you wanna save all the different receipts, make sure they're on your credit card statements and take those tax deductions. In the Bolo group, we have a live hangout every month now. So there's Zoom chat calls. So definitely consider joining the Bolo group if you haven't already. It's a really awesome community of sellers. I'm in there all the time answering questions. So it's also got leads, right? That's what it is, Bolo, be on the lookout. So that's an awesome group too. But. Either way, whatever you are buying for your business, make sure you're saving it. That's why it's so important that you have your personal separated from your business tax, uh, business like credit cards, all, everything needs to be separated. So a separate checking account, if it's just a checking account or a separate um, credit card, whatever it is, you wanna keep it totally separate so that you can take those tax deductions. Things get real messy if it's in your personal accounts. So if you've been mixing it up until now, Take today as the point, you're gonna separate everything and no longer do you do business on personal or vice versa. In the past couple of episodes, we've talked about the different tax write-offs. So I'm not gonna get into those specifically, jump back episodes if you want more on that. But in this video, I wanna talk about the different other things of Amazon business. Another potential tax write-off is health insurance, right? So everyone needs or should have health insurance. And that is one big factor in deciding to quit your job and go full-time on Amazon or whatever it is. like that can be a huge deciding factor so i asked my accountant because i currently am on my own payroll and my small business is who supplies my um so my business is paying for my health insurance, right? And my employee, it, already, it was already doing that. He's advising me to not do that anymore, stop payroll and just get my own health insurance. So I was like freaking out, like what, what, what? Like, I don't know, it was hard enough to figure out the small business one. So I am within the time frame of the... Um, open enrollment from healthcare.gov so I went ahead and I'm now actually it's cheaper insurance than I was paying for the small business one so I found a plan I've signed up for it my business is paying for that so that is a tax write-off for me my business is paying for my health insurance so that could possibly be something for you that's going to get more complicated with kids and family and all that so you might want to talk to a tax professional and get their advice on If you can pay your healthcare premiums with your business, mine told me, yes, so that is what I'm gonna do. He also said, if you have any 1099s that you wanna pay for their health insurance, like you can pay for whatever you want for your 1099 contractors. So that's just something to think about in the future if you're not already doing it. But I know health insurance is a huge, but I know health insurance is a huge um, factor for people and they wanna make sure that that is covered. So I've done the healthcare.org or .gov, Open enrollment. Um, so I've got my healthcare for this year. Now, there are different factors that you can throughout the year. So if you decide to, I don't know because I've not researched this, but if you are quitting your job and you're without healthcare, I think you can, might be able to also like opt into healthcare.gov. So definitely check that out and make your plans for your future. Now, the next one I wanna talk about is Amazon Business Insurance. Now, this doesn't really come up a whole lot until you get the email, like you have 30 days to supply us with your insurance. So if you get that email, it's kind of like, wait, what? Amazon has a policy on when they require sellers to have insurance. It is, it's changed throughout the years, but it currently is, and I've linked it in the show notes. You can click on it and see it for yourself. It is when you have a $10,000 gross sale month, you have 30 days after that. So say you did $10,000 in December for gross sales, or over, hopefully. If you did $10,000, then you now have to get Amazon business insurance, which is just general liability insurance. You have to have insurance and supply it to Amazon. You got 30 days, so you would have until the end of January or the 30th, I guess, I don't know. Or when they email you they could email you at any time and ask for insurance so just something to be aware of that you're technically supposed to have it if you've ever done over ten thousand dollars in a 30-day period or they email you so I think I heard about it first in a group and I was like wait what and I had been selling for like a year so and I was like wait what we're supposed to have insurance and at the time this was back in probably 2018 at this point You had to do like three months consecutive of $10,000 in sales, but Amazon has since changed it. So again, I'm gonna read right from Amazon's webpage of their policy. Commercial liability insurance will protect you from incidents resulting in products you sell and giving you peace of mind while you focus on growing your business. Really, Amazon's asking us for this insurance to protect themselves, but it is protecting us also because we sell on them. And so, yeah, it's a little bit of both. But anyways, it's good to have. And it says under section nine of the Amazon Business Solutions Agreement, you must obtain commercial liability insurance within 30 days after exceeding $10,000 gross proceeds in the sales in one month on Amazon to come or otherwise requested by us. So that would be the email you get. Again, $10,000 gross sales. It is not $10,000 profit. It's not any profit. It's just you did $10,000 in gross sales. You may purchase either commercial general excess or umbrella liability insurance. It's you to decide, blah, blah, blah. So it really is a lot like buying car insurance or home insurance or even health insurance. You shop around for the best price, the best, like, you have to have a million dollars in the coverage, which sounds like a lot, but it's not actually that expensive to get. Um, And so you wanna shop around to get different prices. I'm gonna drop a few that I've, that I use and that I've heard other sellers use. So the insurance type can be either commercial general umbrella or excess liability and be a current based except for certain product categories that are outlined in the frequently asked questions. The policy limit must be at least $1 million per occur- occurrence and in aggregate and cover liabilities caused by blah, blah, blah. The deductible has to be not greater than 10,000 because, you know, if you have a high deductible, it brings the premiums down. So it can't be more than 10,000 the policy must cover all your sales from all the products on amazon.com that you sell has to have amazon this it has to have this specific sentence so it says and you just copy it and send it to them amazon.com services llc and its affiliates and assignees so that's basically making sure that your insurance is covering amazon too It does have to have that on there and then it's like it goes into the other parts of it so like i said you want to shop around i use I used to use cover wallet for years and years and it was only like $200 a year. They told me in 2022, I think last year or the year before that they were no longer covering the Amazon sales part of it. So now I have insurance through the Hartford, which is a big one that a lot of people use. The great thing about um, the Hartford is they already know about Amazon sellers. So they already have it included. They give you the form, it's just a piece of paper that says like, yes, you have insurance and you send that to Amazon, you upload it. It already has like all the Amazon assignees and affiliates and all that, it already has that on there for you. So that's really great. Um, I pay, can't remember, but I think it's $500 a year. Again, it's a tax deduction. You have to have it for your business. So it's a tax write-off, you deduct that $500. Some sellers pay by month. I don't know what they pay because I can't remember off the top of my head but other sellers like me just pay it once a year. So that's an option out there. I like to just, anything I can pay on an annual basis, I like to, cause you usually save a little bit, but actually mine didn't even give me the option to pay by month. It was just, here's the money you owe us. <laughs> Another one I hear about a lot, I've never used them is Ashlyn Haddon Insurance. I'll drop the names of these two and links. I'll drop the names of these two in the show notes. Um, but that's another one. A lot of sellers use. Uh, I don't know how much they pay or if they pay a premium cause it really is kind of Amazon specific. Anytime you get something that's niche down to Amazon specific, you're probably paying a little bit more, but I would definitely look into it. Like I said, a lot of people use them. They really like them. So that might be something you want to look into shop around, get quotes from different ones. Um, mine is through the Hartford, but it's not direct. I can't remember who I got it through. Because the Hartford wouldn't give it to me, but this other company was able to get it. I don't know how insurance works; it's crazy. But I have it, and that's what matters. So once you have it in your system, um, you can like search your insurance or general insurance or Amazon insurance requirements in Seller Central, and you'll get to the place where you upload it. But also in the email, if you've been emailed and asked for it, you will be able to upload it right through that. Uh, there's a link to get to it there. So definitely recommend if you've hit a 100- hundred not 100, hopefully you've hit 100,000 in one month. If you've hit $10,000 in one month, highly recommend getting insurance because you technically have to, but if Amazon asks, you absolutely have to because you have 30 days to do that. Hey crew, is your Amazon business set up for success this year? Do you know how much profit you really made on the item you just sold? Or what about this? Do you notice when the Amazon FBA fees change on a product in your inventory? These are just some of the reasons why I love Sellerboard and why I've partnered with them on the You're Selling podcast. I have been using Sellerboard for four years now and I absolutely do not know how I will run my business without it. I love how simple Sellerboard is to use. The desktop version is set up so easy. As soon as you connect your Amazon account, all of your products from the past, anything you've ever sold is going to flow into that. And the way I love it and use it the most is actually when I'm outsourcing. I have Sellerboard app right on my phone and I can visually see the images of the products I'm selling today, yesterday, last month, last year. Whatever I want to look at, I can see it in real time right on my Sellerboard app. Sellerboard is an affordable must-have tool for all Amazon sellers. And as listeners of this podcast, they have given you two months free to try it out for yourself. There's absolutely no credit card required to sign up and you can cancel at any time. Head to YourSellingGuide.com slash SellerboardProfit to set up your free trial today. Again, yoursellingguide.com slash sellerboardprofit to get your two-month free trial today. The last tax I'm going to briefly cover is sales tax. Now, this is not like the rest of them, right? Because income tax is that one time a year you file your return, blah, blah, blah. This sales tax, it could be every month you have to file. It could be quarterly, could be annual, could be semi-annual. It depends on your state. You don't have to worry about sales tax at all if you only sell on Amazon because there's the marketplace facilitator law, which is laws across all the states now that have sales tax that says the marketplace, Amazon, has to remit the sales tax for us, which is amazing because otherwise we would have to have sales tax license in every single state and be submitting it every month or whenever they want it. And it's a huge pain that we don't have to deal with. Thank you. So that's amazing that that law went through all the states. It's now all the states. It used to be like a couple holdouts, but we are finally into the years where all the states are covered. So if you do not have a sales tax exempt license with any state, you don't have to worry about sales tax at all. If you have a sales tax exempt license, which I do recommend getting, you do have to file a return, even though it's going to be zero. That is a key factor that can get you into a lot of fines and penalties. Hello, Florida if you don't file on time. I feel bad for you Florida people, I really do, but that's another story. Just make sure, if you have a sales tax exempt license, yes, it's amazing, and I'm gonna tell you how you can use it, but you do have to file. Some of the states, unfortunately it's state level, so they're all different, and some of them are super easy to use. I could tell you that Oklahoma is super easy to use. However, it was very confusing to figure out how to get my sales license, how to even apply. So they are always through the state, so make sure you're on a .gov or official state website. There are lots of little clickbait out there that will try to get you to sign up for them and then they'll charge you fees to do it for you. No, you wanna go straight to the website. So it's usually the Department of um, Revenue because it's sales and use tax. So you wanna navigate to whatever that website is for yours. The problem was I couldn't figure out how to register a new business in Oklahoma on the site. So what I did, I picked up the phone and I called them. Don't be scared to call your local tax offices. They are super friendly and the lady walked me right through how to sign up on the website. I'm telling you, a lot of people get scared because it's big government, but it, they are. it really is like probably two or three ladies or I don't know why it's always ladies when I called, but they're just there to help you figure out the whole business um, tax thing. So I would get, even if you're a sole proprietor, you don't have to have an LLC to get a sales tax exempt license. Why you want it? Obviously, if you live in a state and you don't travel out of the state that has no sales tax, you don't need it and you're lucky. That's why I like going to Oregon and sourcing because I don't have to pay sales tax there or do my sales tax exempt. Not that it's hard, but it's just one more step that I don't have to do. So I love it. You don't have to pay sales tax on the product that you're gonna resell because Amazon will collect the sales when it ultimately it hits the final customer, not when we buy it, because we're buying it to resell so we don't have to pay sales tax. That is why you should never use your sales tax exempt for things that you're not reselling. It should only be for things you're reselling because I don't even know what the signs would be for that, but I don't even wanna get into that. Only use it for the items that you are reselling. And at Walmart, it's super easy. So you get your sales tax form from the state, whatever state, so I got mine, printed it out. Actually, they sent it to me in the mail and then I printed extra copies from Oklahoma. And now I take it to the Walmart guest services And then they will enter it there and they'll give you a little card. It's like a paper card. They handwrite your number into it. And I got these little business, I think it was like 3M, they're like business laminator things. It's like a pack of 10 of them. I put um, business card laminators. I put mine in that just because so the paper wouldn't get torn up in my wallet. So it's got like a little lemonade. I have heard that people said, some Walmart, it's so funny how it depends on the state and the Walmart and the customer you get, or cashier you get, but some people said that they wouldn't like, they didn't like that, but I've never had a problem, and I've used it in a lot of different states. Mine's a little laminated card. I've actually had compliments on it. So you get the little card from the Walmart guest services, and now anytime you go to check out, you can do it at self-checkout, or you can do it on the um, regular checkout, you give the card to them before you scan anything. They have to put in the number before they ever scan. Then they put the number in and now your whole purchase is tax exempt. At the self-checkout, you, wanna, um, you scan your first item and then there's three dots, like a little menu. You click the three dots and then you put tax exempt. You enter your own number, you confirm it's your company and then now it's gonna take the tax off of that for self-checkout. Walmart.com. You have to have a totally different account um so you have to sign up twice if you want to do walmart store and walmart.com at the footer of walmart.com there's a little business tax exempt um or just probably says tax exempt you click on that and fill it out it's like a bunch of different steps and then they will approve you it usually takes a day or two to get the approval notice and then now your amazon account is i mean sorry your walmart account is now registered for tax exempt walmart.com purchases I have not used it at Target, um, but I know other people have. So at Target, it's the same thing. You give the paper to the cashier. At TJ Maxx, Marshalls, Home Goods, Sierra, same thing. You give the cashier the paper. It, at the end of the transaction for that though, what happens is they'll put your number in and then they'll look you up on future um, Purchases across all different Marshalls all different TJ Maxx's you do have to do it at every single one So at TJ Maxx, it's you have to first sign up at Marshalls TJ Maxx home goods But after that you're in the home goods system. You're in the TJ Maxx system and then it will just um, They'll look you up by your phone number They'll Sometimes I have not had to give them actually that's not true. Some of them. It's very funny It's even in in the same city TJ Maxx does not want a copy of my resale certificate Marshalls does so Marshalls will make a copy of it and give it back to me. TJ Maxx doesn't even care. They look at it, say, cool, and then off I go. It just depends on the person working, clearly. I've used it at Ross. I just say do you, take tax exempt. I do not say resell because they sometimes won't, but they will do tax exempt for you at Ross. I use it at Ollie's. Um, I've not used it at Grocery Outlet because I didn't used to have it, and now I only source Grocery Outlet in Oregon, but I know they take it, so definitely... Give it there. Everywhere you go, liquidators, all of it, just say, do you take tax exempt? If they say yes, then you get your form out and now you're not paying sales tax, which is a really huge, you know, it can make a lot of difference in what source products you can source because you don't have to add that sales tax into it, the cost of goods. One thing I would recommend after, your, I think you have to have it like a couple months, but I would, if if your state wants it every month, it's kind of tedious. So I would recommend contacting them, again, calling them up and saying, how can I please get on a program that's every two or every six months or every year, once a year. Um, Oklahoma won't let me do once a year. I don't think they even offer that, but I can do semi-annually. So I do it every six months, which is amazing because all I'm doing is putting my gross sales and then in the marketplace facilitator, I put my gross sales again and it zeroes it out. But you do have to file. Florida. If you are not, even if you file zero, but you're late, you're gonna get a $50 late charge, but that was in 2018, so they might've upped that late charge, and then if you don't pay that late charge, they're gonna keep compounding interest on that charge, and then eventually you're gonna owe. So definitely if you're a seller in Florida, make sure you are on time with that return, even though it's zero. To finish my thought, because I'm not sure I finished it, is that if you wanna get on a different schedule, you just call them up, and normally, I've had to do this in a couple different states, I have to write out a letter, And print it out, sign it, and it's basically like, because I don't do a lot of sales and it's Marketplace Facilitator, can I please get on an annual basis and then they set you up. So definitely recommend doing that. Hope this podcast was helpful and answered some of your questions. But if it did not answer your questions, let me know either in the comments or on Your Selling Podcast on Instagram. On this podcast episode, go ahead and comment what questions I did not cover and questions that you will still have and I'll be sure to cover them in upcoming episodes. If you're not yet in the Bolo group, I highly recommend joining because on February 15th, we have our monthly hangout call where we're gonna chat. It's a great time. We, you get to meet the other sellers see each other face to face. If you want your camera on, you don't have to have your camera on and ask questions, hear from other sellers. And most of all, it's got bolos for you to look out for on what to source in February and in January. So definitely check it out at yoursellingguide.com bolo. I would love to see you there in one of our hangout calls until next week. Happy sourcing.